0: That is a really moving advert, is it not? A lot of money's been thrown at it, a lot of resources and time and thought. And John Lewis, as they do every single year, has done a great job of communicating some of the truth of the Christmas message. The focus is on the Father, isn't it? The focus is on the Father who, who will pay whatever it takes, whether that's money, skin off his knees, damage to his pride, cost to his time. Whatever it takes, he'll do whatever it's needed to provide a home for Ellie. The video starts with a click of the helmet buckle. He's getting himself prepared. Then there's the frozen peas on the damaged knee. Then there's laughing at his own uh, failure. There's the collision course as he goes down the uh, steepish hill without the skill set to hit on the brakes yet. And when he, I think the third time, manages to flick up the skateboard and catch it, the first time I saw it, I just went, yes. you know, <laughs> Good on him after all the efforts he kept in there and he managed to get it. No matter what the cost was, he was prepared to, to make a home for Ellie and so was his wife. The bumps and the bruises, the sore backs and the scrapes on the knee, it was just a small cost so that Ellie would find a home in their home. He even took the skateboard to work. Notice it there back and forth as he watched a YouTube video or a hundred to work out how do you skateboard. And then there's Ellie. What a superb actress she is, telling the true story of fostering An adoption that many, many homes and many, many children go through year after year. She, Ellie, like every child longing for a a home to be fostered in, to be looked after, and every child that wants to be cared for and adopted perhaps as well, she wanted to, to find a home where the door would be opened and she would be welcomed, where there would be a relationship where she was accepted. Would there be hearts that would be open as well that she would be loved and cared for? What a superb advert. John Lewis do it again and again, year after year. John Lewis, 2022. Well, here's John writing 2,000 years ago. I want you to think about four words with me, just four words that the Apostle John wrote 2,000 years ago, not John Lewis brilliantly created this year. Here's four words that describe to you what Christmas is all about. Four words. Here they are. The Word became flesh. That's what Christmas is all about. The Word became flesh. Just in in case you're... You're not used to Christian things. There are four versions of the Christmas uh, or or the account of Jesus' life. Four Gospels, that word just means good news. They're Matthew, then there's Mark, and there's Luke, and there's John. And if you've got a Bible at home or if you Google it, go to Bible Gateway, if you were to look in Matthew or if you were to look in Luke, there's two accounts of the Christmas story. They're two accounts of the, the early years of the life of Jesus. But then there's Mark. He doesn't cover the early years he's writing to a different audience but then there's John and John is completely different not John Lewis, John the apostle who saw Jesus, who heard his voice and who wrote an account of Jesus's life and he says I'm not going to tell you the account of the birth of Jesus like Matthew and Luke do but I will tell you what their account means. I won't tell you the account, I won't give you the details, I'm going to go further back and I'm going to tell you what their account's mean I'm going to give you the the compelling argument well that's not for you and that's not for me I won't give you a compelling argument about the truth of Christianity but I will tell you about a compelling person and I'm going to tell the whole story through the lens of the person of Jesus that God sent to the world to rescue it now, these four words that tell you about the meaning of Christmas, the word became flesh. Why would John use a phrase like that? Well, just think, boys and girls, when someone new comes into your class, young adults, when someone comes into your class at college, a little bit older at university, or even your workplace, or even in your, your street adults, when a new person comes into your, your world, your environment, you might know a little bit about them. Hey, there's a new kid who's coming into our class. Hey, there's a new girl. She's going to be lovely and kind. And by the way, she swims for England. And you want to say, oh, yeah, she's got flippers on her feet. How good can she be? Stuff like that. You meet someone new and you hear about them from the neighbours. But until they've heard your voice or until you've heard their words, you don't really know them. How we speak communicates a lot about who we are. Four words about Christmas, the word became John who is writing about the meaning of Christmas says no one knows who God is unless he makes himself knowable and known and Jesus is the word, the expression, the complete revelation, the complete revealing of who God is in the most perfect and undeniable and real fleshly way. You can't know God unless you know Jesus. And Jesus was sent from God as the word of God to clearly, undeniably, once and foreverly reveal to us who God is. That's what Christmas is all about. The word who became flesh. God who is the creator became created. God who is the most high became the most low because Christmas is about the Word who became flesh. Now that means two things, two things very quickly. The Word who became flesh. That means God, It's a picture on the sc- screen here. God became vulnerable. God became vulnerable. Christianity is radical. If we had a chart and a lot more time, we could do a little bit of conversation and we, we could say, let's compare the religions of the world. Are they the same? Are they different? What's their emphasis? When did they originate? We could do that sort of stuff. Christmas is saying something that no other religion says and that is the creator of the world became created. The most high became the most low. God took on flesh and was needy and dependent and vulnerable. He was vulnerable. The Lord of all the heavens, the one who created the whole world with his word and with his voice and sustains it with his word and with his voice to this day. He became so small, he was made in a virgin's womb. He didn't come down just to risk his life. He came down knowing that he would have to give his life. He came down when he heard our cries. He came down when he saw our need and he became vulnerable and weak and needy because Christmas is about the word becoming flesh here's the second thing Christmas also shows us that God understands not just what our need is he understands you he understands you the God of all the heavens became fleshly He had flesh and blood. He had a heartbeat and a a nervous system. He had hairs on his head and he got splinters in his fingers as he grew up. He knows every weakness and need we had and yet he was a perfect man. The Bible says he didn't do anything wrong before God. In Bible speak, that's he was without sin. He was never a rebel before God. And that means he knows your every need. He knows what it's like to be you. He knows what it's like to have your fears and troubles and concerns and worries. He knows your needs. He knows everything about you, every fear you have, everything that worries you in the middle of the night. And that's why in our first reading, a man called Isaiah, who God spoke to 700 years before Jesus was born, said this Jesus who will come, this Messiah, this King who God will send, he's the wonderful counsellor. Now a wonderful counsellor, that's an awfully big statement. That means, well, who's ever been to a counsellor? Who's ever gone to someone for help? The best people to go to for help are those who have walked your road, who have faced your struggles, who know the things that you've been through and yet they've come through them. They haven't just read about it in a book or understood it from a TV program or a lesson. They've walked your road, they've come through the other end And they are here to help and here to listen and they care. They still carry the scars of the experience that they've been through. So that when people talk to them, they understand. The word became flesh. That means God became vulnerable and needy. God came down because he cares. And God came down because he understands and he understands you. So Christianity is the only true religion in the whole world that can say, Think of hunger, think of loneliness, think of loneliness and homelessness. Think about grief and rejection, think about betrayal and think about injustice, think about rejection. Jesus experienced all of that. Have you faced betrayal? So has he. Have you experienced injustice? So did Jesus. Are you poor this Christmas? so was he are you lonely so was he are you facing death so did he and that means you can go to him because he took on flesh he became vulnerable and he understands your needs remember the advert the father does not say to ellie ellie come in when come in when you've taken your shoes off he doesn't say come in if He never said, come in only. He said, hi, Ellie. And he opened the door and they came in and talked about stickers on the base of a skateboard. Christmas, this Christmas and every Christmas because of Jesus is for everyone. God does not say, come in if, only or when you've done this. In Jesus, we see the heart of the Father We see God's heart. We see in Jesus the door opened. God the Father welcomes us into a new home. In Jesus, God provides for our deepest needs. In Jesus, God adopts us into his family and into a relationship that will satisfy. And only this relationship satisfies the deepest longing of my heart and your heart too. Now, how is that possible? Because four words that explain Christmas, the word became flesh. The Word became flesh. Now here's a picture of a sentence from that first reading we had. For unto us a child is born and unto us a son is given. 700 years before Jesus was born, 700 years before Jesus became vulnerable, this sentence was given to a man called Isaiah from God. And it's a wonderful huge arrow pointing to the person of Jesus who would come. And Jesus was born... For our forgiveness to rescue us. Now how is that possible? Because in John's gospel it, that begins with the fact that Jesus became fleshly, it says this. The best present, boys and girls, that you can get is not from Argos. It may be from Amazon. But here's the greatest gift you can receive. God sends a gift to you and His person the person is Jesus, his son. And it says something about his heart. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Now I'd love to talk to you about that more. I'd love to hear your questions about it as well. On the screen now you can see this postcard. There's a course starting in January for three weeks. Grab one of these postcards and have a look. There's a little QR code. You can watch a one minute video that just gives you a taste test of what we're gonna consider. If that's something that would be helpful to you, why not come and meet uh, with me and and we can talk about the person of Jesus and the claims that he has. There's nothing free in this world, that's not true. Here's something free, it's on the desk. You can read that sentence that uh, I quoted, the Word became flesh. It's in the first page of this book from John's Gospel, not John Lewis, John the Apostle. You can flick on to number three, And you'll see that sentence that I quoted for God so loved the world that he sent his only son. He gave his only son. You could read the whole gospel and it's free along with the mince pie. Why not take one of these this morning? Why not take another of the books that are there that explore the themes of Christmas, the evidence for it? Is it truthful? Is it historical? And so on. I encourage you to take those resources this Christmas and see that in Jesus, light has shone in the darkness. We're gonna sing about that again as our carol service draws to a close. Let's stand and sing together for a hand back to Daniel.